There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Plus, check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. I would like to welcome you, kind human, to the Nerdist Podcast number 147. It has been recorded. The Nerdist television show for BBC America has been taped. It's going to be airing December 24th. That would be Christmas Eve, uh, just in case you don't know stuff. And that's going to be at 9, 8 central on BBC America. Amazing show. I can't even wrap my feeble brain around... The people we were able to get on the show. It's, of course, Matt, Jonah, Mike Furman, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, and Will Wheaton, Nathan Fillion, Simon Pegg, and finally, David Tennant! <laughs> I can't even have the words! So, uh, please watch that. I think if you listen to this podcast, there are there's going to be at least five things relevant to your interests on that show. And it's an hour long, so you get an hour with us on Christmas Eve, but it was an incredible amount of fun to shoot. And uh, and we hope you like it, and we've got more Nerdist TV specials on the way. We'll also be coming to your town, well, maybe not your town, but a town in your region. We have a bunch of live dates coming up, so go to Nerdist.com and check those out. The most recent one we announced was January 28th at the Regency Theater as part of SF Sketchfest up in San Francisco, so check that out. Also, like to thank GoToMyPC for being a returning sponsor of the Nerdist Podcast. The iPad has been an amazing invention, but functionality cannot replace your office computer unless you have GoToMyPC app for the iPad. GoToMyPC is the missing link to convert your iPad into your computer. You can access your entire home or office PC right from your iPad. It gives you the best of both worlds. More freedom, more power, sets up in minutes. No IT help is required. You don't need someone snarking at you because you don't know how to set up a machine. It's all right in the palm of your hand. Go to my PC for iPad. It's free. Go to download the free app in the App Store. Then visit gotomypc.com and click the Try It Free button and then enter the promo code NERDIST. Okay, the Nerdist Podcast episode number 147. I love these crossovers because uh, I love all the comics who are off doing amazing things on their own podcast. And this episode is long overdue. And so I'm making a public apology, which I will probably make again on the podcast to him. Ladies and gentlemen, you've seen him at clubs and colleges. Jimmy Pardo! Oh, you guys can't see it, but the waveform on that was really hot. <laughs> Sound editing makes me horny. Now entering Nerdist.com. 
Nothing? That's a bummer. Get on the microphone. We've already started recording. Oh, yeah. what? Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. That can't be true. We like to start without Matt. <laughs> what? Did you really... Where did, he, where did Matt go? He went to go get waters. Oh, he went to get waters for one. How nice. Yeah. Broke bad on me. Okay. You sound good. You look good. Thank you, brother. Thank Jim. you. We all look good. We're all good looking men. Jimmy Pardo, it's a fucking crime that I haven't had you on the show before I, now. I, I didn't know at what point I would get insulted, but I can tell you we passed it. <laughs> I could, uh, it was at some point, oh, look who showed up without water. There's no water, again. In the, in the, in the, the dress rooms are locked. You know what I did notice in that refrigerator that you told me to look and yeah. see if there were donuts? No donuts, but there's sodas in there. Oh. Do you guys want to? Do you guys want to talk to our guest for a second, and I will go get waters? Well, how, how do you? How are you going to do that? Well, Chris I, I have access no, to the key, which I will open the makeup room door. He's Chris Hardwick. Yeah, I that forgot. only means kind of something in, in this in building, this fifteen hundred square feet. Big C, hey, and parts of Comic Con. Parts of Comic Con that means something too. Yeah, but the, yeah, in San Diego, there are a couple of aisles I can walk down. <laughs> Where? <laughs> hang on a sec. I'm gonna get. I water. can't imagine this is a good call. Leaving me with these two. Good I work, can't Why not? imagine oh, this is gonna go Jimmy, well. Come on. I can't. Oh, because you know you're never gonna have that. <laughs> oh, never. So. No, no, no. There's no question. There's. I've got my That's list fair. together, and these two don't make it. Uh, well, Jonah's got a good shot. Matt, I'm not gonna lie to you. Guy from backroom at Apple, not gonna make the cut. I don't work there anymore. Right, but you once did, and I no. swore to God I would never have a guy on that worked in the backroom at Apple. Fair That's enough. true. That's nope. a true statement. I worked yeah. upstairs. Now. He actually did a background check on me just to make sure I never did. You did. Uh, uh, yeah. I found other reasons not to have you on. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, it just wasn't that one. But uh, uh, happy alcoholic. Which one? Uh, no, you, uh, uh, uh boy, there, look You're at my making. improv skills. Look at, <laughs> look at my, look at my ability to riff. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable that I'm standing up and still shorter than you guys sitting. I'm He's standing. Sitting. I'm standing. Oh, I apologize. I'm standing. Thought you were sitting as well. I could, uh, I could. No, you, I want you to be comfortable. This is your, uh, Better not and get a chair. I, I mean, might, I, I might not even be able to stick around for the whole time. Why? Because I got, I got to start. Because uh, I started, because I uh, arrived late. I got to start setting up the meltdown show tonight. Oh, over at the. Uh, you don't really have to set it up. No, I got to be there because we're doing we're doing stuff there tonight. Yeah. What are you doing? So I'm just putting on a sh- comedy show. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I also have a list, Jimmy. Hey, short chair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, uh, I'm I'm happy to do that show whenever you want me. Really? Yeah. I just never wanted to uh, like uh, you know I I feel always feel weird asking because it's it always it's like even though the shows are great I always feel like it's like I'm asking a I've like said, a favor it's like hey if you have time. Um, but that's why that's the main reason we we started putting waters. it on. A, thank you, thank Chris. you, Chris. It's the main reason we started doing it on Wednesdays on. So, so we can have our friends that are normally on the road, you know, right, uh, be able to do it. Well, I'd be more than happy to do it. I, I'm 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 no longer boycotting doing local shows, so I'm in. Yeah, because I think I remember when I started it. I was, was you were uh, trying to you were just trying to be very selective. Like Paul F does the same thing where he only does. Like you know, his show. Yes, and I think with this is a a good way to go about things. You know? uh, that, that, yeah, what but are you guys I, talking about? The internet? Uh, yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're <laughs> talking, talking about, about the internet. internet. You know, Jimmy always talking, about the, talking about the internet. Guys, I'll tell you what, Jimmy, you can learn anything, anything you want to know. I did learn something last night. I did look something up about uh, does uh, leaving a, a light on in, in a child's room uh, affect their growth? And the answer is yes. What? Really? The melatonin does not uh, kick in. They don't get enough sleep, and then they. 
don't know what, so they're cranky, and then they don't know uh, how long they've been around. I left the light on constantly. Yes, and look at how you turned out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I could leave. I could leave, light. and everything would be just the same. Yeah, you just, are you know, Jimmy, We'll just continue true. to make fun of uh, Matt. <laughs> I would. I have no place that's here. The dynamic. Um, I listen. I, I apologize. I am a guest in your house. I, I should not have said that, but uh, you should now live in a world of darkness. No, I mean, <laughs> turn out all the lights. What happened was I watched Gremlins when I was a little too young, so I kept the light on. Yes, the family comedy movie Gremlins. <laughs> yep. Well, sure, gather the family around. And uh, yeah, no, I left the light on so Mogwai's wouldn't turn into Gremlins, mm-hmm. and I did that until I was thirteen. Mogwai, too much responsibility. Exactly what I'm saying. Jimmy, do you need help? Jimmy, those are broken, and you're never going to get it to where you want it. Your microphone. I know you have a much more professional setup on your show. Than a radio station? (laughs) (laughs) Sure we do. (laughs) Sure. I just Actually, I was talking to Pat Francis, friend of the show, third chair. He uh, hosts the podcast Rock Solid. Mm -hmm. On my way in, and I said, I'm doing the Nerdist tonight. And he said, where are they at? I go, a radio station. Where do you think they do it? (laughs) Where do you think the Nerdist is going to do their podcast from? (laughs) Of course, it's from a radio station. Well, we're you know we we're we're almost done with our little studio at Meltdown. I just did Ricky Lindholm's show, and then we actually you did, did it at Meltdown. Yeah, mm. is it all soundproofed up already? It's all soundproofed up. Yeah, but there I've seen pictures of uh, your show. Everyone's so casual. It's nice. It looks like nice seats. Uh, we have casual seating in there. Uh, yeah. Seating for four, of course. If you turn a stool upside down, that's a joke from a guy on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he used to, a guy on the south side of Chicago used to. There's a you know the north side's considered to be where your homosexuals will hang out in Chicago. All the homosexuals? Uh, most of them are up in that area. There's very few on the south side because that's where the guys hang out, guys. Yeah. So uh, he and would, that's uh, that's the repressed homosexuals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No yeah. question. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you something about those bears. Those outfits, those uniforms look great this year. Hey, but what about the queers up? North, Don, they like those Broadway shows. Hey, you don't think uh, they probably like uh, my dick in your hand a lot more than I do right oh, now? Hey, you know what? You're right. No one likes a dick in your hand. Ditka. Hey, uh, right. Hey, his name. Hey, what am I in some kind of uh, Second City sketch over here? Hey, let me tell you stuff, Bears. Hey, let me tell you something. <laughs> uh, so this guy used to uh, turn a uh, on the south side. He used to turn a stool upside down and go, "Hey, take a look at that. It's three for four on the north side." Wow. Because wow. yeah, they put it up their ass, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. like Blaine Capatch said once, local jokes get you local work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, that's a good call. Well, this guy owned the club, in fairness. Oh, yeah, sorry. And he's a good man. I actually feel bad yeah. crapping on him. And also, Blaine Capatch come from the guy who has a joke about the dash bust going down Franklin. Dash bust. <laughs> dash bust. <laughs> <laughs> funny. I love that. James, you are one of the... Um, uh, front the the forefathers and front runners of comedy podcasters. Okay, I feel like it was, you know the you know years ago. Ricky, I mean I know there were others, so you don't guys please. The, I don't want the audience emailing me like, well, mm. Dave Butterworth did it in two thousand four. I get it. Oh, the butter, the butter cast. Yeah, the butter cast. That really yeah. good. You don't think show. it was just the butt cast? You don't think it was that? No, no, no. no. But that's what that was. What everyone referred to it as. Mm, it's butter worth it. He would say. <laughs> I hated that guy. I don't like. He him. doesn't exist. Mm. But I. Uh, but but after you know when you started around two thousand seven, maybe two thousand six, two thousand six, uh, April of two thousand six. We. What I like to say uh, because I know there were podcasts before us, but I, I, I like to say we. I think other than Ricky Gervais, I'm the first professional comedian. Right. To do a podcast. Yeah. I know there were other comedy ones out there. I'm not going to deny anybody, but I think I was the first, like, with working. any sort of other recognition working other than Gervais, 
to have a podcast. I no, you don't seem nerdy or tech savvy. So why? Why? How come you decided to like? I'm going to jump into this. I partnered group. up with Matt Belknap, who's nerdy and tech savvy, who, yeah. w- without a doubt. Matt Belknap. Yeah. For most of the people who don't know, Matt Belknap, who was on uh, Jimmy's show and, and produced the show, really for a long time. Does he still produce the show? Uh, yeah, he still produces it, and but you know, he's more of a of a co-host sidekick at this point. Right. He's so funny. So Matt yeah. started this. Uh, <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I think he, I think he's brilliantly funny, but yeah, I yeah, Matt's on any podcast. The no story. Good. The story of Matt Belknap is really interesting. Matt, he brought you, he brought the technology to the comedy scene. He really did. Years ago, Matt start Matt was a huge um, uh, Tenacious D fan. Started a uh, started a website um, called uh, a special which mainly was a message board. Which right around the time for Tenacious D fans originally for Tenacious D fans originally, yeah, right. and then right around two thousand and three, maybe two thousand two, two thousand three. It was shortly after Ackerman uh, started M- Comedy Death Ray, show, yeah, at Embar, yeah, and so the shows were pretty popular right out of the gate because there wasn't really a good big show like the Largo show, the Monday Night Largo show had sort of died down a little bit, kind of dipped, and then this was on Tuesday night, and 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 like it was a new place to go, yeah, yeah, and yeah. somehow got uh, anointed as the hipster, the hip comedy place. Well, Ackerman and Porter wrote for Mr. Show, right. and so they, they and they were comics in their own right and funny and new. They just got a lot of you know, like in the first shows, it was like you know Dave Cross and yeah. and uh, were you and, on the first show? Yeah, I wasn't on the very first show. I was I on. You were. I thought you and me and Danielle, my beautiful wife Danielle. Well, maybe Koenig. we were. I, I, think, we I were. thought it was you, me, Danielle Koenig, and boy, two other people. I don't remember. I, I could be wrong, but, but I swear to God, I thought you were on. If I was, honest, that the, was like a lot of the show early, like in the early days of that show. Like that could have been any lineup. Like in right. the first couple months or couple weeks. It was, it was really was solid. Of, it was really solid, better. and so it was yeah. all you yes. know, like. It really was a magnet for the comedy nerds in in Los Angeles, and so uh, so Matt Belknap uh, with the screen name with the the message board name ISOS in search of in search of Sasquatch, mm-hmm. which yeah, was a Tenacious D song, um, started cataloging and and reviewing these shows. Yes, and the comics took notice because we're narcissistic and like to read about ourselves. It was crazy. It was crazy, <laughs> but Matt. Had this job where he was doing um, he was doing script breakdowns, right? So he worked as a he worked for some a producer or a studio or something, and he would basically do script coverage, and so he would do these really detailed accounts of the shows and what bits were done and how they were received, and they were pretty pretty good. They were actually beautifully written. Yeah, yeah, no, they were. But very the good. comics started getting aggro about it because it's like, oh fuck, now I'm afraid to try new stuff because they're cataloging all the bits. Well, and they're cataloging and reviewing. Yeah, reviewing, so it's like, yeah. well, then, then Chris Harwood tried this bit that didn't go over so well. Well, go fuck yourself. What are you <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, the crazy part about it too is that it wasn't like it was, you know, it's, no one knew who the guy was. We're seeing it right. now. Like, it's like, oh, this guy, Matt came around, and he, it's like everyone would be like, I think that guy's Sasquatch. That might be him. That might I think be that's, him. That's, yeah. that's the guy. No one knew who it was, so there was this weird mystery element. And then after a little while, um, Furman and I contacted him just because we kind of wanted to know who he was and kind of figure out if there was a way to work with the site a little bit more and help build it out. And so we met him, and he was just a really sweet, kind of normal, nerdy guy. Nice and guy. Yeah. Funny, and, you know, and but but that message board ruled the comedy. The old comedy scene, yeah. yeah, yeah. For a long time. Kindler became, I think, the most obsessed with it. Well, because it was, it was crazy. Like, because 
all of a sudden people were going there and it's like you wanted to see the review of the show from the night before. Yeah. How, how did how did Sasquatch think I did? Yeah. I sure hope he thought I had a good set. Oh, I remember being so disappointed by like it's like he was reviewing every show and then I guess he didn't go to the first time I was on since he had started reviewing. And he just, so there was no review. And I remember just being, I was like, what? Oh. what? And then Why other people one? started reviewing shows. And then, and then of course, you know, a, a message board is basically a, a feeding ground for a troll. So then a couple of comedy snob trolls came on and you could never, it's even though you know how trolls work, it was impossible to not get sucked in. Yes. And so it was... You know, like I, I stopped going on the board after a while because I'm like, well, I don't have the ability to pull myself out of it enough to go. Well, that I don't know anything yeah. about that person. He might be crazy. I still, you know. Yeah. So I, 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 so I became less involved because I felt like I started writing more for that fucking board. No yeah. question. Yeah. No question. You know, my friend Mike Schmidt likes to say that uh, you know it's fighting with ghosts. Like when you, when somebody <laughs> says something on the internet and you respond to them, you're you're you're, you're punching air. You yeah. Know, they they're they're gonna win every time. Absolutely. Yeah, because they're going they're not gonna stop. Writing. Yeah, you're they're, swinging your sword going, where are you? Yeah. Show yourself! Show yourself! <laughs> and they're just giggling in the wallpaper yeah. and, and looking through the little painting eyes as you walk by. <laughs> With hipster glasses on. So that yeah. that's where Matt Belknap came from. And yes. then Matt uh, started uh, Special Thing Records and started producing a bunch. I mean, like, Matt, Matt had the right mindset to look at this scene and say, this is a thing. And I want to catalog this thing, and yes. that's that's what he started doing, and yeah. he's made a business out of it. And he's, uh, put out my record, yeah, yeah. And how did he get involved with you? He was coming to, uh, you know, I I started doing my talk show, Running Your Trap at the M Bar, as mm-hmm. part of Comedy Death Ray, and then when the UCB opened, I started doing my show over there. And Matt and his wife were like, you know, they were fans, and they would come out and they would support that show more than anybody. And um, then he started AST Radio, so he kind of was doing a podcast prior, when, but right, it was kind, of, it, kind yeah. of a Charlie Rose. Yeah. You know, let's talk seriously about comedy, which I thought was terrific. He's yeah. got that voice too, that perfect Charlie Rose oh, deep that voice. Oh, and he was doing he was he experimented with Birth of a Joke. Did you ever do Birth of a Joke? I didn't, but I saw yours. I did and, one. Um, yeah, some other young lady who I don't know if she's even doing comedy anymore. I forget her name. Uh, I don't remember who else did it. Is it Dr. Sanjay Gupta? It was Dr. Sanjay. <laughs> no, I think it was. Um, He's still doing comedy. I think it's going to be so offensive. It was Tony Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Tony Morrison. Um, but what happened was, Matt, I did. I went on his show as a guest. Um, to talk about comedy. And when it was over, he said, you know what? Why don't we just convert Running Your Trap, the talk show, into a podcast? You're better at being a host than I am. Why don't we have it where I produce it, you do this? And I was like, well, I was between television jobs at that time. Mm. And I went... Funny Money? Okay, Funny Money was off. AMC was off. Um, Looking, you know, waiting around, auditioning, you know, uh, bouncing around, hoping for other gigs, doing a zillion pilots, nothing getting picked up. And he's like, you know, we'll do it once a week. I'll come to your house. I'll set up the equipment. And we did the first one. And we, I always compared to, we, you know, we were, when we got on iTunes, we were battling people that were basically talking into the microphones on their computer in their basement. And we had a professional equipment, a mixing board, microphones, and I wanted it to sound like a radio show. So we were competing against amateurs, you know, and doing a professional show. So the people at iTunes took a, a liking to us because, oh, my God, who's this guy? Who's, who right. cares? And people were like, oh, I can listen to this on my way to work. I don't have to listen to morning radio. This isn't like other podcasts. And so we became popular right away. Like we had this really neat cult audience that uh, grew and then plateaued. But the point is this. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, 
and we did that to ourselves by charging money. But uh, you know, I, I, I'm thrilled. So go ahead. Question. No, it's good go though. You you have the you have the um, the freemium model, which is like you get a half hour free show, half hour twenty minutes. I, I'm not giving away the whole farm. <laughs> <laughs> half hour. God, who's crazy enough to give away that kind of time? Seriously, have to time some kind 10 of ten extra minutes. Um, twenty three tops. You know what? Sometimes it sneaks in at twenty three. Um, <laughs> and then after that, people pay a subscription of like, full of like five dollars a month, right? To get the uh, uh, you know what it's twenty it's twenty bucks for the season dollars for twenty six episodes. Yeah. that's a great deal. Yes, it it's seventy seven cents a week. That's really good. And because I, I don't know many other sh- shows, actually, there aren't really any I can think of. Mm. I mean, This American Life does their sort of archived thing where they archive the shows, and you can buy those. But no one else has really had a successful run with oh, subscription with subscription model. model. It's probably because you did it pretty early on. I did it, I, I, and I, I, I... Poor Kevin Pollack, like, took a bath oh, when he tried it. No, and no, I no. felt so bad at the for wrong time. I did it at the exact right window. I did it, like, where podcasting still wasn't... The boom hadn't happened yet. And so, like, there was this little window where I thought about quitting. Like, this seems like I'm doing cable access. Why am I doing this? Who's listening to this? Yeah. You know, yes, I have my core group of fans, which I love, and I love doing the show for them. But it, it, I, I kind of felt like a loser. You know, like, I'm still just this guy talking at my dining room table. You know, why am I doing this? So I said to Matt, you know, let's uh, let's try charging. Mm-hmm. Let's let's see if we can, you know, get the, you know, not, not, not get them to pay for it, but we're putting out a professional show. I'm getting great guests. Um, let's try charging. And if they don't, we'll quit. Mm-hmm. And they did. They paid. And they, they you know, that core group has continued to pay. And we build, you know, the, the pay of people have, have, has built slowly, but that core cult little niche audience is there mm-hmm. um and then the boom happened but i think if i would have had <laughs> if i would have tried charging even a month later i don't think it would have happened right. i think i did it in the exact right second of podcast yeah i remember that very vividly when or everybody and everybody said you're gonna fail uh, i bought it nobody nobody's gonna pay for a pod you're gonna fail you you guys are gonna be losers you, and it's like, well, we proved him wrong. Well, what do you, what been do you like know about podcasting? Moment, yeah. Nothing yet. It hasn't been around long enough, but you're going <laughs> to fail. You're going to fail at it. But that must be such a great, that must have been one, like a highlight of like the whole, you know, process yes. of like just that validation of that, like straight up validation of you as a, you know, an, a comedic output. Just yeah. like these people are just, are dedicated. They're paying to hear me. Yeah. I, and there's, Christ, there's nothing more flattering than that. Yeah. You know that's I mean? got to be such like the greatest feeling when, because it's like such a risk too. And you took it and then it worked out. And it, that's, it, but the show's so much fun and I've done the show several times and, and it's fun and you, and, you do, and you do the all night marathons yes. every once in a while you've been a part of as well which are great and um but all the shows that you do are really fun to you know like not only running your trap but uh, but the match game shows oh, were, were some of the most Ugh. fun shows at ucb yes. that i ever was able to to do actually do we ever do them at largo no, no, no. Just, just no, UCB. It was UCB. Oh, we did him at SF Sketchfest. That's where we did him at did SF Sketchfest. Sketch Fest, Fest, yeah. up in uh, Vancouver. I used to go to every match game. The match games were, there was something special about those shows mm-hmm. that the audience was so into it. The comics were into it. You were on, uh, in fact, I put together, I remember the, the, the finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They were shutting us down. Oh, Le- I have pictures legally. of that. They were shutting yeah. us down, Matt. Which was a crazy story that, are you allowed to talk about what happened? Sure. What do you want to do? That, uh, that TBS decided they wanted to do Match Game as a TV show um, and then didn't hire you, but sort of kind of made it 
I mean, they didn't. Did they tell you, you couldn't do the show anymore? Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, 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 the next step was lawsuit. Not TBS, uh, the production company. Okay. They said, uh, you know, because then we tried to do it up. We did it up in the Sketch Fest with a different name. Right. Game Show. Uh, Game Show Explosion. Game Show Explosion. And they oh, said, yeah. uh, they go, yeah, we, uh, we know what you're doing up there. Uh, <laughs> but did you fire back with, uh, so how's that match game pilot, you guys? Yeah, what, what happened? You guys? I did. I, you know, I, you can, there's no point. I just shut, you know, I, sh- I just shut it down, and we did our farewell at the end. You know what? I thought that had run its course as well. I think it, it was, ran for a while, and it was lines wrapped around the block, yeah. and people were thrilled to be there. But you know, it was a lot of, it, it was a hassle. I mean, it, it sounds like such petty nonsense, but it was a hassle to book the the panels. Um, and then I had to watch Match Game and get the questions, right. and so like I was doing all this work. That was the first and- live thing I went to in California. Like I moved here. And then two days later, I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not having left the house. I got to go do something. Oh, is that and, right? Yeah. And then I went on uh, the UCB's website and uh, I saw this. And I was like, oh, all right, I could do this. And have we been doing it a while? Were you at our very first one? No, I was, it, was, uh, it was February 2007. I don't remember when we started, nor do I remember when we ended. It was a lot of, <laughs> it was uh, a lot of work to build that extra long microphone, which was... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> eventually, I bought one. You know, it, um, but our final one was, uh, I, you know, I picked the panel that I wanted, the people that I thought were the best at the game and that had fun with the game. And it was you and my beautiful wife, Danielle, mm-hmm. uh, Paul F. Tompkins, Scott Ackerman, Matt Walsh, and Andy Daly. Uh-huh. No, wrong. Andy Daly was, was it not him? there. No, he was not. because Richter. He went, no. no Wasn't no, Andy Richter? No. Who was that? Uh, Paul Gilmartin. Paul Gilmartin. Yeah. Paul Gilmartin. Uh, I wanted to go. I wanted to do the last one with a bunch of friends. And it was, it was you know, there was a lot of melancholy in the air. There was, you know, everybody was, you know... Uh, Sad. It was a little maudlin when it ended. The yeah. last old you know, man, uh, old man Peabody, old, old man Periwinkle, old man Periwinkle. The last one. It was, uh, <laughs> so uh, you know, I miss doing it. I do miss doing that show, and I wish TBS and and the, that production company would have hired me. But they, you know, they hired Andy Daly to do the pilot, and uh, which you know, was weird for you. He was weird. He's my friend. Yeah. And uh, you know, he, you know, we're all we all want jobs. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, he, uh, you know, I, I know, I, I, I know it was weird for everybody involved. Yeah. Well, o- only, only from the and and Andy is one of my Andy's one of my favorite uh, comedy actors. I've never seen him really host anything, so that's why it was sort of a weird like, oh, that's interesting because he does he does the most amazing improv and sketch character work yes. of anyone you've ever. And I encourage people to go out and buy Nine Sweaters, which is his yeah. stand-up album. Or just check out even the just the track on the CDR album is yeah. one of my all-time. Like I put that on yeah. mixes all the time. Yeah, I wonder there's this guy over yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Some he guy going, about, "Hey, what's going on?" I got the other sign guy up going, for whoa, that. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, and so this? just to hear that he was hosting a show I was like, "Oh wow, I didn't know he." You know, but that's that was. For what, but whatever, uh, I would have been really happy for him had I not been up for it. You know what I mean? It would. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. It, it hurt when I didn't get that job. Is that I, weird? Because I feel like. You know, you know, there's a pool of us who would always see each other mm-hmm. at host auditions. I would always see you at host auditions, yes. and and maybe a handful of other a handful of other people. And you know, I don't know. Does that? I never really, never really felt competitive in that way. But I wasn't really, I wasn't close to any of those shows the way that you were close. I to wasn't. Match you game. know what? It wasn't. It, it, competitive is not the right word in this case. I, I match game was like this dream since I was eight mm-hmm. to host match game and. Um, and then to be doing it live and to build up this audience and to have people coming out to see the match game with Jimmy Pardo and then to have them, hey, we're doing a pilot and uh, you're one of the three people we want to host it. Holy shit. It, really? When I was eight, if you would have told me that, I would. I mean, that's crazy talk. And so to get that close and then have a friend get it, I mean, it, you know, it hurt. 
I mean, that's the only way to put it. It's like, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't hurt that Andy got it. I was happy that somebody I knew got it. But you like, needed Peter LaSalle in your corner like he was for Letterman when Letterman <laughs> didn't get the Tonight yeah. Show. Yeah. I needed somebody. You could have had your own match. You know what I needed? Daily not to audition. That's what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> I needed daily not to be involved in that. And it was weird. I, you know, we saw each other at the thing, and, you know, he called me that morning, and I, maybe I'm talking too much behind the curtain, but, you know, he was like, this is weird. I think it's weird that I'm going in. He's such a sweet guy, too. Yeah. And we're friends. Our, our kids yeah. are friends. Um, we watched Super Friends. I mean, Friends are involved. I mean, it's so many years ago now, but uh, you know, I don't remember any of the details. I do know that I wished him death. Right, but other than that, <laughs> once you got over that, no, I wish we're back. We're, you know, we're but that, sh- that show, that show was so much fun, and I, I always had a great time doing it. And uh, but, uh, but you've done a bunch of other stuff as well. I mean, you've done a million. You know, you're one of those guys that's always trying things and pitching shows and trying different shows at the live space mm-hmm. and really kind of using using the theater like the UCB theater as a place to experiment with new kinds of things. I was told that's what it was for. And I, you know, I, it was like when, you know, I started in Chicago with, with uh, Matt Walsh and Matt Besser mm-hmm. and we would do open mics at a place called the Roxy together. And, um, you know, we were all doing stand up, and then, you know, unbeknownst to me, I moved out here. They moved out. They went to New York and got famous and bought theaters. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and then they came to LA and, uh, Besser called me up and said, Hey, we're opening up a theater, uh, you know, at the UCB and we want you to do shows there, you know, and just use it as your playground, you know, th- you know, anything that you want to develop, you know? And so when they first opened, it was before like this whole UCB crowd from New York yeah. came in. And so I was doing three shows a month there. I yeah, was I doing, know, there was all yeah. kinds of crazy shows going yeah. on in the early times. Yeah, it, it yeah. was great. And, yeah. and it was like, you could fail, you know, you know, try this. And so I tried the talk show, which, you know, nothing, I, I, I'm not patting myself on the back. Nothing I ever did failed. It's just, you know, it's eventually, it's like, well, we're doing a talk show. Who cares? You know, uh, you <laughs> I still know. love the intro video to the talk show to running your trap when you're <laughs> wheeling the chair around. Pushing the, the chair studios. to networks and nobody wants me. So then I brought it to the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the UCB. The, these, these losers will take me. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I like, you know, I, I'm grateful to those guys. And uh, yeah, I'm always uh, trying, to, you know, new game shows and stuff. But what am I doing over there now? Yeah, my game show that you've done. Have you? Yeah. Is, is Have you a, done running your trap the game show? Yeah, but I haven't done it in in a long time. Damn right, I'm trying to keep you away from it. <laughs> Not comfortable with you being there. Yeah, I, you're right. You're you're right. You're right. You're right. But um, but it's interesting to watch. I mean, like you're definitely you were definitely an inspiration behind why I wanted to start a podcast. Mm, thank you. Uh, because you know, for the longest time, I kept it, it, it's just I had put it off for so long because I thought, oh, I don't know what to do with a podcast. It's got to be, uh, you know. It's got to be like a sketch show or it's got to be a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I realized like, wait, Jimmy just talks to people. You can just talk to people. Sure. You can talk for three hours about politics. (laughs) (laughs) Really? What about about pop? That was the one that he that was the one that he produced. Oh, I'm playing dumb. Okay, good, good, good. Um, And so really, you know, but you were really on the forefront there and it's it's. Whose fucking phone is that? That's Matt. Matt, Playoffs. You know, silent works. It's literally a switch. That's, he knows Play nothing out. about Play Apple products. What is this? I don't understand. What was that? To, oh, why would you throw your phone? Don't worry about it. Don't, don't Remember, those it. visual gags don't work I, too I'm, well. I'm, I'm always a fan of the guy that does something dumb and then to cover it. Don't worry about it. Makes it worse. <laughs> I don't, don't, worry. don't worry about it. I'm I just start hitting it with a hammer. I'm stupid. You're stupid. I like the guy that like uh, is so cool, but then he drops something and doesn't want to bother picking it up because picking things up that you dropped isn't cool at all. That's a sign of weakness. Yeah, yeah, show yeah, off. So, that is a sign of weakness. Fuck yeah. Fuck I don't need that thing anymore. I had it in my hand and now I don't. I don't care. I saw a guy drop five bucks, and he saw it, and he stopped, and he could totally tell what it was, but then just 
Can't even be bothered. I was um, at an audition. This is this minimum. Uh, it's got to be twelve years ago when pagers were still kind of like actors were just getting pagers. Right. And so I was like one of the first guys in my group to get a pager. Jimmy, you got to get to that Tyson Chicken audition. That was it. Like buzz, buzz. Oh, what's happening? Oh, oh, important show business is buzzing on my belt. Show business is buzzing. So. I had this, uh, you know, you had that little holster for the for the pager. Yep. And uh, I was with Todd Glass, our, our mutual friend Todd Glass, and it was at an audition that was on the second floor, but they had a balcony. So I was doing this bit about important show business buzzing me, and uh, I'm going to, oh, hang on, Todd, I'm getting a buzz. And uh, I pulled it out, and it flew out of my hand, and in slow motion, I watched it spin to the ground and shatter into three million pieces. Oh, no. And it was like, really? Was that worth the bit? Comedy accidents, no, comedy accidents always hurt 30% more. It, it, because they didn't have to... They didn't have yeah. to happen. They didn't have yeah. to happen. It was all for vanity. It's, right. a, it's a vanity accident. Yeah, that's what I hate about Pratt Falls, that where you actually get, get hurt. Right, you just go. You go. Ah, well, it's oh, like no. it's like wrecking yeah. your car because you're trying to put on lipstick. It's like you didn't need to do that right then. And also, right. why am I wearing lipstick in the car, Jonah? I don't. Why know. am I wearing lipstick at all? Audition. I just want to be pretty. Sometimes people are soothing. It's soothing to people to put that on. <laughs> oh, it is very nice. Yeah, it is. It's like, I would recommend using just a lip balm. You think so? I don't like anything same. on my lips. Well, if you're going to go lipstick, go clear. I don't like the though. I don't like the feeling of it. You're I the guy that started this premise. You can't deny it now. Damn it. I don't understand how improv works. A second ago, you're putting on lipstick. I suggest you go to a bomb. Now your answer is, I don't do it at all. No, I'm not. Blackout. <laughs> Was that good? <laughs> scene. Perfect. I'm really good at that. Did you ever do sketch and improv? Or? What are you asking me? I'm asking you if you ever did sketch and improv. Oh, is it a direct question? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Chicago. The you, know, co- I, you know, I started in Second City. I did some uh, classes at Second City. Started. I didn't know that I moved on. And yeah. um, so, no. No, I took <laughs> some classes. Uh, but uh, I, I, I watch, you know, I watch things like ASCAT and I watch, you know, that uh, long form. And I wish I could jump in. And I, but I just know I would, I would, one of two things would happen. I would jump in and I would be as good as I think I hope I could be. Mm-hmm. Is that a, a sentence? Yeah. Uh, but I fear it would go completely the other way and I would freeze up and I would suck at it. So yeah, I just yeah. sit on the side and watch in awe. Yeah. It is pretty, it's a whole other muscle. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole other muscle that's opposite the stand-up muscle. And it always it feels a, a little cool weird. It's a cool feeling, though. Uh, back when I was like taking classes at UCB when they first opened up, like doing a, doing a Herald, and when it works out, and when you get a good laugh line and the show's over, it's a different feeling when you're coming off a stage with a few other people, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, wow, what, let's all go grab a beer now. And then instead of like, doing really well, and then just you walk off stage as a comic, and you're just by yourself still. Well, stand-up yeah. is very isolating. Are you, are, you, are you doing a lot of touring still? Not I, as much I as I used to, of course. You know, because you're doing you're, you work on Conan my now. My lucrative job over at the Conan O'Brien program. <laughs> um, uh, I go on about one. Oh, heads up! I'm dying. Wow, I'm okay. <laughs> Is that I'm a okay. heart attack or a burp? Uh, yeah, I, I, I believe it was a heart attack. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm not a. Well, a you doctor. still seem okay. It's a cardiac episode. You think? Mm. I don't know. I'm not a doctor either, but I think your aorta might be punctured. Oh, now I'm uh, just throwing that out no, there. No, quite. Can't okay. Breathe. <laughs> uh, by the way, I choked on a chicken uh, turkey sandwich on my way home last night. It was my favorite bit of his. Idiot! Idiot's a compliment. For people that don't know, idiot's a compliment. When I call you an idiot, that means I'm happy. Um, I had a pullover. I choked. I, I was choking on, on my sandwich, and I had a pullover in my car last night and uh, <laughs> kind of give myself a Heimlich on my car door. It was oh, awful. Wow. What wow. the fuck? Right on Highland Avenue. Really? Wow. Zero people helped. No. <laughs> Why would they? 
Oh, he's causing traffic. Just, just, just choke and get it over with. I'm like, oh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing the door and I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah. And then eventually it, it came up. So, it like, people wow. walking by just think there's a guy trying to hump his car. Yeah, look, they're trying to bang my car. Let me ask you this Did you finish the sandwich? Yeah. I gave I gave, I gave my esophagus <laughs> about a ten minute break yeah. and then went. Fuck it, I gotta get back in. Matt, Matt you're gonna resent the again. sandwich no, for something you did to yourself. <laughs> you're not, not gonna, the sandwich's fault. You're not I'm gonna sure take me, sandwich. You're not gonna fucking take you're me. Gonna, you're not bringing me down. Why don't you choke on me, sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking choke on me. That's right. Dick sandwich. What? What happened? Whoa. What are we doing? So you're not on the road as much anymore. I'm not as much as anymore, but uh, uh, it, you know, yeah, it was uh, going back to what Jonah. It, it, getting off stage, it was man, it, it crazy. It was lonely. It was horrible. It, then, it, it know, can be hard after and, that second. After the second show on Friday, yeah, I always get a little sad because you're, you know, you're you're up there, you know, basically like, hey, look at me, and you're trying so hard to make people happy and mm-hmm. laugh, and and then and then sometimes every once in a while you just feel a little empty afterwards, like ah. Oh, I got nothing left. Yeah. Yeah. Howard Kramer talks about that a lot now. Like, he, he's, he's like, you know, you go and you have a huge, great show, and then, like, you know, half hour later, you're just in your apartment. Alone. <laughs> yeah. Alone. In your hotel room or in a weird hotel. town. Yeah, you don't exactly. know where to go. And, yeah. You know, especially if you don't drink, like, you don't. Oh, that was it. Can we talk about that for a second? Sure. Or you're, you're open about that stuff, yeah. right? Again, so okay, so you were in, you were an inspiration to me for podcasting. So okay, thank you for that. My and pleasure. you were an inspiration to me with sobriety at the same time. Is that time. true? I did not know that. Yes, part. it is. Because after I got sober, I did not uh, gel with the the AA program. Right. And the and so you know a lot and and I don't disparage the AA program. I think AA works great for a lot of people. Uh, I just didn't vibe with it for right. whatever reason. I, I always would feel good, and then I would go to a meeting, uh-huh. and then I felt bad afterwards. And I don't know why. I would I would just see people kind of, you know, talking about their low points, and and I would just kind of feel like, oh, yeah, everything, is, you know. And I just never – I never really left feeling – except for one time, you know, out of a handful, I never left really feeling good. And I thought there was something really wrong with me. Right. And I was talking to uh, Danielle, your wife, mm-hmm. and she goes, uh, well – you know, Jimmy didn't really, you know, he didn't really jive with it either. And, you know, he just kind of did his own thing. And and a light went off. I was like, holy fuck, you can do that? That's an option? Like, right. It never occurred to me that that might be an option. Now, again, I don't want to get emails from people saying, like, dude, how could you shit on A? I'm not. I'm just saying, for me, it just wasn't the right solution. I 100%. I, we, I have, we have, you and I have mutual friends where it has saved their life. Yes. So I'm not going to crap on not A at all. either. It just... Uh, the first meeting was wonderful for me, mm-hmm. and then everyone after that, I went for a month. Yeah, and everyone after that was kind of what you said. It's like I felt bad about myself. Yeah, as I was, uh, oh, I'm not, what? That's one of these two phones. <laughs> Can you turn off all of your phones? <laughs> yeah, we are talking about something serious here. You know, we're talking about sobriety. Oh, we're talking about drink. alcoholism and. <laughs> Wait, you know it's weird, you guys. I can just the can... Red Sox you scored. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! See, is I that what that is? Is that a Red Sox update? They're in delay. Oh, they're in delay. We'll certainly get a kept abreast of that. Uh, Still raining. I don't know. I don't know why it has a theater voice. Your phone. We all miss Grandma. She was a good soul. To bing, 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 bing. Yes, Sox. Is that a boy? Is that a boy, Ellsbury? I've seen that happen. Jacoby. Oh, I'm sure it is. So, but anyway, yeah. I mean, we've we've had a lot of friends in the program as well, and it's great for them. And but just for whatever reason, I didn't. I didn't. I, I, and I do remember, like the, th- I got yelled at by a guy after my second meeting. He goes, "You're not taking it seriously." Like I showed up. What the hell else am I supposed to do? I yeah. mean, I'm here. I'm lost. 
I'm I'm drinking like an idiot. I'm yeah. I, 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 I'm not, Aren't you supposed to accept me? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. the whole point is I, I came? That's the yeah. first yeah. step. And also, why get angry at that? Because maybe you're having a hard time taking it seriously. But I was yeah. taking it seriously. I, yeah. I, 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 I didn't say anything. What the F? Like, why <laughs> did you talk like that the whole time? I, I did a bit. Um. I had a guy. <laughs> I was talking to him like Jackie Mason. Now when, you go, now, when you got up for your share, were you trying out material on I people? Am. I went up and did some bits. <laughs> the other week, I was so drunk. Uh, <laughs> how drunk were you? Thank you, folks. Thank you. So you got good I was crowd. so drunk because I had weird issues with my yeah. dad, and uh, I cry a lot yeah. at night. So, all right, you guys have been great. Uh, I was oh, so drunk. Right, I'm here I tonight. Not joking. Oh, <laughs> I what? I drove. Uh, no, no. Last uh, last night I was so drunk that I'm here today. Uh, yeah. I see. I'm getting the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, guys, hey, come on. Why can't go. we have fun? Uh, You're not taking it seriously. No. I had a. Uh, uh, I I had a I had a guy. Uh, this guy who was running one of the meetings that I went to. Was probably twenty. Or something, but he was one of these kids who had just fucking already been through a lifetime. Yeah, by 16 years old. Yeah, and so uh, he was chewing on a straw, was sitting up behind the desk, and you know, and I said in my share, I which I thought I, I mean I was a little uncomfortable at it because it was very uh you know, they said the thing about God or the higher power or whatever, and I just said, Yeah, you know, I don't really I'm not really, that's kind of not really a construct that I have a relationship with, or well, however I said it. Mm-hmm. And the guy was just like, all right, man, whatever. Almost like, all right, you know, you're going to fucking fail at this. <laughs> and I just sort of felt like, wow, judgy. Yeah, so I went yeah. to a different meeting thinking, well, I just didn't go to the right meeting. And that meeting was more depressing than the meeting mm. that I had been to before. I've had friends that uh, bailed on AA and... Even though they weren't into drugs, they found a better place at NA. For some reason, they uh, there was like the people there were. I've heard that as well. Yeah, I've heard. I don't know, but I will say that you know, if anyone's listening to this and they they're sort of on the fence, I do think it is important to have some type of counseling, some type of guiding. If you're not going to do the program, I had a therapist that I really liked, so I didn't really feel like, well, I'm not doing anything. I I mean, I'm not. I'm not pretending that I figured everything out on my own. Mm But you know, well, I did I, that too. I went, I, I, I did like I did AA for a month, mm-hmm. and I really believe that it was helpful. Yeah. Uh, even in that month, it just wasn't for me. But I needed it for that month to, instead of going to the bar or going wherever you're going, right. I, I could go there. Right. Was it social too? Like afterwards, you hang out? No, they're all smoking and filthy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, I had to get, I had to get away from that. But. Um, uh, but then I went uh, same, same deal. I, I would go once a week to a therapist, and yeah. then you know basically. Uh, uh, share for an hour yeah. with somebody as opposed to, you know, uh, 18 people getting up in the hour. Yeah, and no. everyone else is bullshit. Yeah, I don't hear that nonsense. <laughs> and, the, and it was the other thing. My rock bottom was not, that was the other, like, and I, I'm not putting a, I, I, it was, I, I needed it for that month. Yeah. But I would hear these stories of people, like, they killed people. They, uh, they, uh, lost they, family members. They, lost family they, members. they, they yeah. drove cars uh, through Jimmy, windows. Come back to us when you've hit rock bottom. That, well, <laughs> uh, my rock bottom was I called my girlfriend and called her a whore on the telephone. Right. But it still was enough for me where she said, if you keep doing that, I'm going to leave you. So that was enough Just for me like to Just like a whore. Stop. Yeah, dirty. That's my wife now. So Wait a minute. I'm sorry. You may have misunderstood my point. I apologize. Did you remember doing it or was it a blackout moment? Oh, I remember doing it. And then I did blackout and I smashed my head on a sink. In Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's a true statement. Wow. Oh, my God. Also, it was while you were on the road. Oh, yeah. That's... I, uh, 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 I really only drank on the road. And, yeah, I, would yeah. get, and I would get, I would drink till they told me to leave. Not in a negative way, like, like not, you're, uh, you've had enough. And it would be, we had a comedy club. We had a comedy club. Yeah. And uh, they would all stay until four in the morning. And then they would go, we have to go home and live our lives. <laughs> and then, so you comics have to go too. Oh, okay, I'll stop drinking now. And then the next day I'd wake up and start it all over again. Yeah. Um, but this time in Grand Rapids, I just got completely hammered. And then, Called my now beautiful wife Danielle, and then just was like, 
you know, you know, you're cheating on me. Why aren't you answering the phone? Are you um, out fucking somebody? It's like, no, it's four in the morning. I'm asleep, you a-hole. You know, it's like, um, and then I remember I walked over to the sink and I smashed my head on the sink and I came to in a puddle of blood and it was like, yeah, this is, I've had enough. Maybe wow. this is not the but best But how are the way. shows? Great shows, man. <laughs> Great shows. Great shows. I did have, I had to go get stitches in my head and then like uh, the next night I'm doing a show and some audience, what's wrong with your head? Really? Really? That's appropriate to yell out at a person? Uh, and then I got what uh, was at the time like a nine minute bit that I improvised that night about smashing my head. And uh, that was a that was a staple of the Pardo show for a little while. <laughs> That's good. That's great. So that woman heckling me, who I'm mad at to this day, I'm still mad at because yeah. who yells that out? What if it was like this weird thing? Yeah. What's wrong in my head? I don't know. I've had that since I was born. A hole. It's yeah. so funny to be. It's so funny to be a, a sober. I mean, I don't miss drinking at ever, all. Ever. Right? I don't miss it at all. I mean, it was it was. I did it. I did it enough for three lifetimes. I don't. I honestly. When I look back and I, I kind of go like, well, I could drink all the time or I could have a life and a career and I'd rather have a life and a career, so I'm fine without it. That's where we differ. But, uh, <laughs> I'd rather be hammered right now. <laughs> I think funny. I can pull off both and everyone's going to be like, how does he do it? He's <laughs> amazing. What a balancing act. What a balancing act. He has it act. all. He's, he's the most <laughs> successful boozer I've ever <laughs> it's, it's But it's funny because of what we do. We're essentially going and performing in bars. Mm-hmm. And so to stop drinking and then then but then just have to be in it all the time is is really um, it's a fascinating dynamic. It is. But the longer you're away from it, the more you and the more at least the more I am like I'm happy every day. I zip out of there pretty quickly. I I, I, I yeah I don't hang around either. I, you know if there's a if there's a late movie showing I will. Go see that movie. You know, if there's a ten o'clock or a nine forty, yeah, maybe nine fifty. These are all options, guys. <laughs> on Showtime's. Wait, nine fifty five? Yeah. Oh, you know what, Chris? If nine fifty five, I'll go to that movie. We're breaking all the you know, rules. I used to work at a theater. There's no such thing as a nine fifty five show. Is that true? No, that's a denial. You can't. You can't say that. No, you can't. You can't blanket with that. No. You sure about that? No, I've been to a nine fifty five. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I've been Think to at least it. one or two nine fifty five. Oh, I guarantee. No, I feel like that. Show me the stubs. I think that's a real. Show me the stubs. I'm more happy. This is a, this is a movie audit, guys. Guys, <laughs> it's a good thing I brought my Stubbs wallet. I have a wallet devoted just to ticket stubs of movies I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I got it at Stubbs in Austin, Texas. <laughs> in Austin, Texas. <laughs> it's made of barbecue brisket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, delicious! It is delicious. Oh, oh, oh unfortunately, all the stubs are soggy. Oh. This was a poorly engineered bit. <laughs> uh, I don't think it is. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, that always that was that always kind of helped me. Like that was a light that went off that was very helpful to me. Boy. That, uh that well, helped me kind of I'm stay. Glad I could help. Yeah, because you know, if if when when you're when you're sort of a newly born sober person, mm-hmm. and you know, like AA doesn't work for you, and then you've had it in your head, like, well, that's the thing that's going to cure me, even though that's not really how it works. You don't know that at the time, and that's not working for you. Then it's very easy just to go, ah, fuck it, I'm just going to go drink again. Right, sure. So just to hear, like, well, you don't have to. Oh wow, what an interesting concept. Are you comfortable with me saying then that I was your sponsor? Because <laughs> I'm going to start telling people, you know, I was Chris Hardwick's sponsor. Yeah. You should say that. Yeah, I'm going to say it. And by sponsor, I mean I'm going to give you a couple bucks for this podcast. I appreciate that. I think yeah, for you to mention my name once. I a appreciate. Week. That. I think it'd be great if uh, if you were the sponsor of someone in AA, they would have to like you know deck out their car with <laughs> your face on sure. it and your name. Tonight's uh, uh, tonight's yeah, sobriety jacket. share is brought to you by Jimmy Pardo. Uh, check out Jimmy Podcast. <laughs> I just <laughs> like check out Never Not Funny. Like, uh, anyhow, my uncle. And then oh, they go right into they the go right back into the bit. Boy, I don't want to be a sponsor associated with that program. Jimmy's really responsible. Not like my father, who did not raise me well at all. 
Uh, never again. Never not funny at parkcast.com. <laughs> never not uh, funny. <laughs> close it up. Now, I want you guys to know this share is never going to be funny, but something that is never not funny is Jimmy Pardo. <laughs> oh. It's never funny to roll your car in a ditch uh, over uh, a, an animal and a couple children, but what is never not funny is Jimmy Pardo at podcast.com. People, Jimmy oh, Pardo. Yeah, yeah, no, I was going to listen to that. Wow. Hey, where's the coffee and cigarettes? Seamless. <laughs> Seamless. Can I just have coffee Can I just have coffee cigarettes? <laughs> just stir it in your coffee? Just, yeah. just pour the tobacco right in your fucking coffee. Tobacco breath. I mean, it's. <laughs> I think we'll all agree. It's just like hickory smoked kisses. Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Nauseating. But your show is you you your show is your show has continued to I think you say you really think the show's plateaued or were you being facetious? No, I meant uh um audience wise. Audience wise. Audience wise. We kinda you know, the uh, us charging uh kind of plateaued it. We don't do you know, we don't get the numbers that you guys get uh or the you know, comedy death ray and all that, you know, we you know, we're you know, we're in the top thirty uh, on iTunes, and you know, you guys are you know with Corolla and all those guys are in the top five, five top ten, um, because our audience is you know cut in half basically, right. and we don't really add as many as 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 you could because you know we have this twenty minute limit of a sure. show. Sure, so, sure. Um, you know, while it you know it, it's helpful in that we're making a nice piece of change from it, you know, we're, we you know we don't grow as much as as other shows. Do you find yourself uh, making the first twenty minutes a little top heavy? Just to, in an effort to make it seem more interesting, or I do you just not care? I don't. You know, I, I just come in and do the show. Yeah. And, um, you know, if the first 20 minutes is great, it's great. So, sometimes the first 20 minutes is slow. You know, and then, yeah. it, you know, like, literally at the 21-minute mark, it kicks in. And then people are like, I think he does it on purpose. Yeah, sure I do. <laughs> yes, I'm that smart. <laughs> and there's, wait, hang on, wait. Clock funny. Done. Come on, guys, let's really kick it. All right, you guys are paying for this shit now. Yeah, come on. Please. I didn't give you that fucking uh, out-of-the-jar shit that I gave right. to everybody else in I the first 20 forward. minutes. I fast-forward through the first 20 minutes right. of every show. Ugh. But you guys have had a lot of, you know, the, the, show's, the show's been through a lot of changes, and, and, and I, you know, I hope that I can respectfully say that I, I thought the way you handled Andrew's death was really, it was, it was rough. That was it, rough. Was, it was a rough time and, was, and you guys handled it yeah. really well. I mean, a lot of people, if, I mean, if they listen to Jimmy Shore, they don't know, but Daniel's brother, Andrew Koenig, mm-hmm. um, committed suicide a couple of years ago. Yes. Uh, last year. And, and last he, was it just last year? Yeah. yeah February yeah. of 2010. And, and so he was a very integral part of your show. He was, uh, the video producer and, um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, very strong voice in the show. He he had become part of the program. You yeah, know, where he had his uh, crazy liberal hippie uh, political views. Yeah, that uh, he would jump in with, and I would pretend to get irate about them. <laughs> but he's humor. just a sweetheart. Uh, but he, a great guy, and uh, you know, it, it was interesting having that platform to be able to talk about my feelings uh, was amazing. I mean, I'm not. I don't, don't want to make it about me, but it was amazingly helpful to be able to. You know, just kind of walk in and talk into a microphone and get, you know, all my. Uh, I'm actually getting choked up now talking about it, but to just be able to spill my guts into a microphone and people are listening, great. If they're not, great too. But people who yeah. understand because they understand they the relationship and they were a part of it. It was really. It really was a, uh, interesting to be part of a community that rallied around Danielle and myself and, you know, to a lesser extent, but it's still important, you know, Matt Belknap, who was. Certainly part of it. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, it was me, Matt, and Andrew. We were the three, you know, never not funny guys and, yeah. and um at that point. And um so, you know, it was hard for Matt too. So you know, to come in and be able to just again share our feelings on on, on a you know podcast, it was, you know, really yeah. uh, uh I can't even think of the word, but uh, it was helpful. I'm well I went to the yeah. I, I went to the service. Yes, and you did. uh and it was 
the service was beautiful and and really simple and sweet and 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 funny at at, at times. Mm-hmm. Danielle, who ran ran the service, uh, was. I mean, I, I I hope this doesn't sound. I hope this doesn't sound inhuman when I say this, but she was hilarious. Like in in that situation, still had the presence of mind to like, hey, you know what? We're celebrating someone's life, and right, you know, it. We don't all have to, you know. It doesn't have to be all doom and gloom. We can really celebrate this. And and she, it was it was so well run. It was beautiful. It she was did, absolutely beautiful. We did. I, I appreciate you saying that. She she did a terrific job. And I, you know, we invited um, just a handful of we actually we, what we did was we invited uh, people that liked Andrew, like yourself and mm-hmm. and uh, Paul Gil Martin and uh, uh, you know other close friends of people that that clicked with Andrew in some way. Yeah. And um, so, you know, it was our, our people that I knew, it was a really small group of people that were there. But again, they had to have some sort of connection to Andrew. It wasn't like we just opened it up to, sure. hey, we're celebrating his, uh, you know, right. not celebrating, but, you know, commemorating. Uh, but I remember Danielle did her, you know, I, they asked me to speak at it. And I, um, uh, I didn't want to because I thought I had gotten everything out on the podcast. And then it was like, no, I, I, I do want to. I do want to speak on his behalf while I'm here. And, I, 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 Danielle went up and it was amazingly funny mm-hmm. and loving and, and pointing, everything was perfect about it. And I remember my first line was, Oh, I didn't know we could be funny. <laughs> and like I had to shift gears because it was like, I felt like, Oh, now I'm going to look like the, you know, I always hate when comics try to look fake modeling or, you know, right. fake, uh, sincere. Not that I would have been fake, but I always think like, like when people would used to go on like Bill Maher's show, comics would go on. It's like, but you know you're still a comic, right? Right. You're yeah. not a pundit. Right. Stop acting that way. Be funny. Right. Uh, with your views. Mm-hmm. Uh, quit trying to prove you're smart because you understand that one law. Um, so I kind of feel that way about funerals too, and 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 memorials. Um, like we're we're still our, ourselves, and so to go up and be this fake, you know, you know, you know, uh, you know, you know, Andrew was a guy who was like that wouldn't have been me. So, but I would have done it, you know. Right. So when she was funny, it was like. Oh, thank God! Yeah. We could just be people here. This is yeah. what a relief, and uh, uh, it was a, it was a wonderful day. And I and, appreciate you saying so. And people laughed in it, and they had mm-hmm. and they had fun. It was really nice. I also think that was a release too. Like, oh, we can. This is not all right. Sadness, you know. I mean, it is. It's horrible. There's nothing worse than it. But it's like we are here to commemorate his yeah. life, not to just dwell on. Well, then, and the thing—the thing with comedy and laughter is like it is a tension release, mm-hmm. and it's not like you guys had been laughing the whole time. I'm sure it was the most unimaginably Worst painful two weeks of my life. Exactly, right? it was just awful. And so, you know, we—I—I I feel like if we don't laugh at things, you fucking die. Like you just yeah. die because you. You know, I feel the same way. Uh, uh, this is going a different direction, but I feel the same way about weddings. Like whenever you go to a wedding and it's that person's big day. And like, there's a little snafu. Like the guy, the, the the uncle gets up to do his speech at the, in the church, and he can't find his papers, and everybody panics. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, oh, where are the papers for Uncle Don? This day has where to be the, perfect. Where are the papers? It's like I can't find the papers. Just say you can't find it, yeah. and everybody would go, Ah, Uncle Don, can't yeah. find the papers, and everybody would relax. People get so obsessed. So Don Pardo's your uncle. Yeah. No, it's oh, my shit, uncle. that's not perfect. My, we're not talking about me. <laughs> that's uh, I'm not really mad. That is amazing. Uh, that I mean, that people. The thing about perfection is that things that are imperfect are usually better and funnier. Like, how many times in a show have you like fucked up a bit, but then you got like five new minutes out Absolutely. of it, or you were able to spin it in a way like so much better, yes. so much better than just everything being super slick uh, and exactly the way it should be. And that's how I feel. Like I keep going back to weddings. I, I, you just it, you'll have a story. 
Hey, remember the time Uncle Don screwed everything up? And then you, you can laugh about it. And then, But if you're so stressed out, oh, you, you ruined my day. Yeah. No, we didn't. It, yeah. it was literally 10 seconds. And if he would just laugh, if everybody would have just laughed about it, there's more tension in the room from about not laughing at it right. than if you would just laugh at it. I'm Dr. Jimmy. Give me a call <laughs> here. 591 Rock. I saw, I saw this uh, this photo set online recently. of a, There were this people trying to get married on the end of this little dock in a lake. And it was very you know picturesque and beautiful. The dock just fucking collapses, and uh, everyone's like screaming and looking horrified. But then, like the shots after that, is everyone soaking wet, smiling, right. and hugging each other. Right. I, was, I was like, "This is one of the most beautiful things I've seen." Because I was expecting everyone to just like be like bummed out, and everyone was just, you know, it's a funny thing that happened. Now there's something quite, you know, extraordinary that happened at their wedding sure. that didn't happen at a lot of other people's wedding. And Tom Bergeron gave him ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> here's one of my here's my favorite Jimmy Pardo moments. Uh-oh, it's my favorite Jimmy Pardo moments. Um, oh, no. in two th- early 2004. Oh my God. You know, the date for a brief period of time, uh, I was, uh, dating a young woman by the name of Lisa Loeb. Oh boy. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> this is oh, I totally so, forgot. So I see Jimmy at the, so Lisa was opening for heart at, uh, at the Greek theater. Yeah. And so I went cause we were kind of dating and you know, so I went yeah. and, and Lisa opened for them and you know, she, it was like, it was summer or like early in the summer maybe, or, or earlier in the year. Basically it was, she went on stage when it was still light outside. It couldn't be brighter. It was bright. Might as well going on at noon. It was not so a, bright. <laughs> not a lot of people there yet. You know, uh, it was still, you know, but she played and you know, I, it was great. And I see Jimmy Pardo there and, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy is a huge heart fan. And rightfully so, because that's the first time I'd ever seen Heart Live. And fucking Ann Wilson's Ugh. voice. I've I'd never appreciated the song alone that night from the from the from the album Bad Animals uh, until I saw her do it live. It was mind blowing that woman's voice. Yes, and by the way, I've seen them uh, probably a dozen times. Never better than that night. Wow. That was that night was the heart concert. She was amazing that night. I mean, so relaxed and the voice that just flows out. It was stunning. So I see. So I see Jimmy at this concert. Uh, a couple days later, we're at M Bar. I see him in the parking lot, and he, <laughs> he goes like, "Hey, I didn't know you were a Heart fan." I'm like, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like Heart. Yeah, it's not like we showed up for Lisa Loeb." <laughs> and so, and so, without missing a beat, and I didn't care without missing a beat. I go, "Oh, you know, we're dating." And I've never seen Jimmy Pardo backpedal. What did I say? You were just like, oh, well, I mean, uh, you know, um, I mean, not that it was bad. I mean, I just, uh, you know, I just, uh, I mean, you know, it's because of heart. I mean, I don't, but I've never, it was so, and I didn't care, but it was, I think it was just a moment of like, for once, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to make him speechless. Oh, well, and, you, you, A, you managed to do it. <laughs> B, the, here's the weird part, and here's here's what I even hate about myself. And I didn't that whole give thing. a shit. I didn't care. But here's why I cared. I like Lisa Loeb. Yeah. I enjoyed Lisa Loeb. It, it was one of those jokes. Like I was so desperate to be funny. Right. That, like I, I wasn't even. I was like, we didn't go to see Lisa Loeb. Yeah. But like I kind of did. Yeah. I came. I went to see Hart and Lisa Loeb. I went to see that show. I like Lisa Loeb. I think she's a great singer songwriter. Um, so it, I was so desperate. For, so that's why part of that such a fun was, moment. Oh no! Everything went wrong. Yeah. I, I know. I did a joke that wasn't necessary. It's a joke that's not true. Yeah. And it's your girlfriend. Oh, quack, I've had quack. I've had so many of those. I've had so many of those moments too, where you just go, "Well, I just got to be funny." It's the same as dropping the pager. Like I didn't have to do that. I was right. just, oh, just trying to get some attention. But it was a, it was a wonderful moment, and I, I always, I always loved how human it. I don't know. It was a very, it was a very nice moment, and I never cared. It wasn't like, well, how could you say that about you know? 
Uh, but it was, it was just a joke. I know it was fun. It was it was, it was super super fucking fun. <laughs> like everybody, <laughs> everybody. There are some artists I don't care for, and I'll talk about. <laughs> You're a big classic rock fan. I am. Yeah, sure, love it. Who, that's who? my nerd. Hey, that's my nerd thing, guys. Hey, look at me. I'm tying it in. Jimmy Pardo has a tattoo. What? That, What's up? That's, you have a tattoo? Yeah, I got two tattoos. What? I had what no is idea. It? What is it? Yeah, I, uh, I made a couple mistakes. You're, wearing, t- you're wearing short sleeves. Is I it need the to know uh, is it the Bad Animals album cover? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I have a uh, shark on this uh, my right arm, and I have a uh, you know this. You were at Parkastathon when uh, they paid people bid uh, a lot of money for charity if I would show my tattoos. Oh. Did you? Oh, yeah. There's a shark. This is a shark uh, there. That's a shark. Oh, Jesus, on that yeah. side, and then this is an anchor with my son's name on it, and a Target uh, Band-Aid, because I got a flu shot today. Oh, oh that's adorable. Uh, yeah. Or, they, they give you a shot right in the anchor? Yeah, I'm getting tetanus from the anchor. I think uh, that's actually what they're for. <laughs> Jimmy, you're not supposed to use a real anchor. It's just what? supposed to be a drawing of an oh, anchor. Oh, you no wonder my arm's so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder I'm bent over, my spine's breaking in half. Oh, I'm not bright. You know, you know what you should do is... Uh, <laughs> you should show me a tattoo and go, I'm a real big fan of John Oliver. Because <laughs> yeah. it just says Oliver. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Oliver Platt. Love, Love Oliver Platt. That, that was my joke about why we named my son Oliver. Love Oliver <laughs> Twist. Why did you, you guys pick Oliver? I'm a character actor, Oliver Platt. <laughs> Things terrific. Why, His yeah. work in uh, Murphy Brown. I yeah, love Murphy Brown. Wasn't he like the painter in her no, house? That no, 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 no. That, that was that Robert. Guy, uh, no, that was Robert. Uh, oh, shit. He was in Eraser. Robert Guillaume. No, yes. that nope, was Benson. That was Guillaume. I was Benson. Benson. By the way, I knew, for the record, I knew it was not Robert Guillaume. <laughs> I don't want anybody going, I don't really think it was Robert Guillaume. No, it didn't. He sure doesn't know it was Robert. Yeah. So it like He's Robert dumb, Pascarelli. Or Robert yeah, Pascarelli. Robert Pascarelli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he pascarelli <laughs> How you doing, folks? Come on. Oh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, five to one Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of humor. Sadly, that is the kind of humor. Sadly. <laughs> I got a tattoo. I got a penguin. Well, you got penguin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. You know, Andy Daly has a penguin. Really? He has Chili Willy. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, mine's like a... Like a like a Happy Feet type of... Uh, no, penguin? like it's like a South African jackass penguin. It looks like um, a textbook. It looks like a yeah. painting of a like, penguin. It's like what you see, like a like figure A penguin. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Real big right here. And what made you get it? Uh, it's my favorite album. Uh, Al- favorite Al- album? I love that one. Your penguins yeah, yeah. aren't albums, Jonah. No, penguins no, are I animals. Know I that. Uh, my, it's, uh, There's a lot of beautiful uh, albums in the album kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's my favorite animal. And the penguin? Yeah, that that specific penguin. Wh- what do you love about it? The, the... It was like, you know, it, there was a place near my town in Hawaii called uh, 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 Sea Life Park, and they had two penguins. And um, I got, I would go all the time just to see the penguin show, or they would just play, and they just Did you look awesome. at them and go, you don't belong here in Hawaii either? <laughs> <laughs> they did, though. They're warm water penguins. They're, like, they're from the you know South Africa. It's not yeah. it's not too cold over there. All right. Mm. Just trying to connect with you, Jonah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, heard um, you heard him and penguins. And Morgan Freeman. <laughs> they got um, I just like, and I always, you know, I, uh, I always wanted a tattoo, and I just figured that was a, it was a good time to get one. Because I'm an adult and I, I can't regret it that much. I have passed the tattoo age. I can't. Do no, it. no, I don't think so. I got mine at 41. Did you really? Yeah. Both of them? Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, I had a. Uh, uh, I, a nervous breakdown is a too extreme of a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is this is weird. After my son was born, um, I kind of went through a. Oh my God! What? I'm now a dad, and and life is different, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I haven't done anything crazy with my life, you yeah. know, except choose to go into stand-up comedy and tour the country in my car. So you got the tattoos, you got your cock pierced, you fucked a cocktail waitress. I well, I did the uh, the third I did prior to my marriage. Oh, okay, all right, good. And a lot of them. Yes. Uh, I've got diseases. <laughs> Podcast.com. Um, uh, so I, I got the I got the t- I got the shark, um, 
because uh, it's my favorite. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, wow. Thing. It says a lot about each of our personalities. Yes, I want to attack you, and you are a flightless bird. So that would be your. Uh, <laughs> watch what happens, Jonah. So that so the shark would be your Patronus. I don't know what that means. He doesn't know Harry Potter. I don't know what that means. Neither do we. At all. I don't. Wait a minute, guys. You're supposed to back me up on this. Now I, you're I, turning I, I, on I've me. I've only seen like one of them. Podcast.com. Patronus is like a spirit animal that comes out of your wand and protects you oh, from the Dementors animal. kiss. You can just call it a spirit animal. Well, yeah, but that's not as fun. My as spirit fun. animal is a dream catcher. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you got that dudes at 41. That's that's 41. Crazy. I, I, So I got the shark. Got the shark. And as my wife likes to say, because she and my uh, beautiful son came with me. I think my son was three months old. And uh, she had to go out and she said, I never felt, uh, never had a bigger white trash moment than breastfeeding my son in the car while my husband got a <laughs> of a shark. Yeah, of a shark. And uh, so I had that done, and then uh, I kind of got the jazz for tattoos. Yeah. And I kind of felt like, well, this one's lonely. And at the time, it didn't have water. It was just a shark. And it was like, I got to get another one. So I went in to get the anchor with my son's name on it, which is really what I should have done in the first place. I should have mm-hmm. just got the anchor with my son's or name. Or just name your son Shark. That would have been another option. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so I went and got this one, uh, which is, um, oh, I don't know, on a scale of one to 10, a 10 is way too big. Uh, it's huge. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I wish I would have got a subtle anchor. And then uh, I was like, and now the shark looks weird with because uh, this one's so damn big. So then I went back and had the water added to the shark. Yeah, I think tattoos only really look good when they're big. I like a little tattoo. It's kind of prison style. That's what the guy said. He goes, it's yeah. prison or ladylike if you get a small one. Yeah. It's so uh, I believed him. I think I think it looks great. I think those are great tattoos. Now we're talking. Yeah. yeah. Now we're fucking talking. That's coming from a young hip kid. Uh, uh, you're not as young as you think you are. No, no, I'm almost thirty. <laughs> uh, oh, you're in your twenty. Still in your twenty nine this year. Yeah, great. Happy birthday. birthday. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I saw Jonah do some standing up comedy the other night. Terrific. Oh, oh, he's a he's wow. a gem. Did a great job. Thank he's you. a gem on stage. Funny, nice likable. As a, adorable. If I may, as a guy that doesn't see you perform quite a bit, uh, it seems as if you're taking it seriously these days. Uh, yeah. And maybe, <laughs> maybe you were not five years ago. Is, no. that, is that safe to say? Yeah, that's that's very very yeah. safe assumption. You can see it. Yeah, I. Uh, that's, I'm complimenting. I know that sounded like I was crying. No, that's great. I, you know, I was doing it for a long time. Then I saw a lot of my friends getting better, and um, and I also like you know five years ago I started writing on more shows, and I was like you know this is enough for me. But I would still do stand up, and and then I would get really resentful towards myself because I was like, "Why am I even still doing it? I'm clearly not taking it seriously." And then I would feel bad about it, and I wouldn't write as much as I should. Yeah, right. now I, I, I had a lot of like in the past like year or year or two. And the, and the, and the meltdown show has been helpful because you have a good stage to go up all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, but I never develop anything on there just because I'm hosting. Right, you know? uh, well, that's, that's the best place to develop it. Yeah, but I you know I I host it with Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, you can't develop anything with him around. <laughs> Boy, that guy Where are you going, Matty? Yeah. Uh, my graphics guy Okay, buddy. Yeah. Oh, do you need to, um, Matt? But thanks. No, that, Matt's that, got a tackle. That means show, because no, I, I have been trying. It, and, yeah. it, it, it was a terrific set. Thanks. And, uh, somebody else I know that uh, saw you recently said, uh, you know, we had a great set. It's Jonah Ray. And I was like, uh, no, you're mispronouncing somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, that became this, my stigma for so, even really early on, because I just, you know, I, I was started hanging out and doing shows with, you know, at the M bar so soon. And I didn't wasn't prepared for the upkeep of writing new material, right. and and then I like I just had a stigma placed on me by everybody. It's like, oh, he just has the same jokes all the time. Yeah, I, I don't I don't remember that stigma. I just mm-hmm. uh, didn't care for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's not. How Glad I'm you guys are working yeah, yeah. this out now. Well, Boris Hamilton, remember him? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I know Boris very well. Yeah. Oh my God, those we, old those old M bar shows and the, the the old Gypsy Cafe shows we used to do. I never too. did those. You know, Danielle did. Danielle did. Uh, Jimmy Dore did. I that was in my. I'm I'm a headliner from the road, man. I'm not doing open mics. Yeah, I was. I I had some really weird bravado 
uh, arrogance about it. No, me. I understand, though. It's it, it, like something changes when you go on the road and you get paid to do comedy in front of real people. It becomes like, I don't, I mean, I, you know, I've been go. I've been occasionally doing Matt's open mic Sunday nights at Meltdown. That is great. But, but in general, like, I wouldn't, I, at this point in my life, I probably wouldn't go just do an open mic. I mean, I did for years, but, yeah, but they, I, I, I understand. This is 16 years ago, though. But it's also, yeah. but it's also, because, you know, sometimes, like, an open mic, if you're, you know, if you're a young comic, it's invaluable. You need to be getting up on stage as much as possible. You need to be hearing yourself tell jokes out loud. You need to be feeling that connection to the stage and having a mic. But when you've been doing comedy for a long time, it's, there's like a diminishing returns point yes. where it's like, well, they're not going to laugh at stuff maybe that the crowd in uh, Milwaukee is going to laugh at. It's just a different dynamic, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And, and, and at the time, for me... Uh, I was getting enough stage time on the road, yeah. so I didn't feel I needed stage time here. I, I was like, well, I, and I've already got my group of friends, so I don't need to go there to make friends. So I'm just going to stay home and drink. Yeah. Um, you, you guys go and do that. Yeah. Uh, I wish I would have done it, though. I wish I would have gone and, uh, you know, been part of the that camaraderie. And You're uh, welcome at the Meltdown anytime, my friends. Not, yeah. not so much now, guys. Okay. Todd will be there tonight. <laughs> Todd glass. Oh, no. No, th- tonight's the wrong night for me. Then. No, you don't think so? <laughs> no, I don't like to see uh, my jokes being done by other guys. Podcast.com. <laughs> Todd is. Todd, Todd Glass and I work out at the same gymnasium, and we insist. Gymnasium? Uh, Do you guys right. go in the, yeah. in the tights, no shirts, curly yeah, Q mustaches? We got shirts on. We got the uh, bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they just they lift those weights with the, just the big uh, spheres. The oh, big yeah, spheres yeah, on both yeah. sides of the pole. We do that. The we big put on uh, the belts that shake our weight up. Those knee high boots. Yep. Yeah, good. You guys should come. You guys yeah, will yeah. love it. It's, Go over, down there, to down, the it's over there down the boardwalk. Yeah. Go out on the boardwalk <laughs> and punch each other in the neck. We finish up. We have a couple of ciggy butts and then we, uh, we head on <laughs> with our lives. <laughs> we get a hot dog down at the pier. <laughs> We get on the roller coaster. Uh, we go do some illegal gambling. Mm-hmm. And then Todd steals his jokes. It's yeah. a nice day. No, <laughs> and then Todd steals his jokes. It's a horrible uh, thing to say. I was just set up for humor. Uh, but we always, <laughs> I, you can see that it's in our eyes. Like, I'll see him on a treadmill, and it's like, I immediately have to go, what's the bit? What, what's the bit? What am I, <laughs> yeah. I going to do to make him laugh? And, and it always really ends up with us yelling at each other at the top of our lungs in the gym while everybody stares at us like, why is this happening? <laughs> and then somebody will go, you guys are kidding, right? I, I'm not kidding. Maybe he is. <laughs> and then people are like, always look at us. and then uh, uh, it, it, uh, that's, a, that's something that... Um, like uh, going to Montreal where you're waiting in customs and you have that zigzagging yeah, line yeah. full of comics, full of people in comedy, and it's just you have to keep on doing the <laughs> every time you pass right. the person, and yeah. it, but it just goes on for an hour. You know what's the same is when you're on the uh, when you're on the uh, like if you're coming down a uh, like Highland Boulevard is the perfect example because there's so many stoplights or any busy great place to choke on a sandwich. By the I way, I had a tough time last night. <laughs> uh, Could have used some more traffic last night for help. Uh, when you when you pull up next to somebody you know. And then you, 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 oh, hey, and you wave to each other. Now you're stuck in traffic, bumper to yeah, bumper. So, like, yeah. every time you come pull up again next to the window, hey, wacky bit, hi, yeah. oh, gonna do a little, oh, I'm going on the window. Uh. Now I'm laying down in my seat. <laughs> and, like, it's the same thing. You have to continue yeah. the bit until yeah, the, yeah, the bit some... I always do is, uh, I'm ignoring you. I don't see you. Oh, I don't like that bit. There at should all. be yeah, a word <laughs> or a hand motion that's, that basically people understand to mean, I acknowledge you, I have nothing further to say. Right. We are going to go about our day now. Yes. And I don't know if it's like flarb or whatever it is. There should be some yes. word that you can, that people just know, mm. okay, okay, done. No mm. more pressure. We're both funny guys. Don't Let's worry about it. It's not yes. a problem anymore. Yeah. You don't have to perform for me. Oh. I don't have to perform for you. We can just yeah. live our lives. It was nice seeing you. Flarb. Oh, flarb, flarb. to you too. Flarb. And then you walk away. I feel Love much it. better. This Let's was great. It. Flarb. This is yeah. a good flarb. 
Now, right. guys, I don't know anything about. I know you guys have a, some sort of merchandising uh, page over at that nerdist.com. That's right, my friend. Uh, you got to get your Flarb shirts going. We have to get the Flarb yeah, shirts going right? immediately. Flarb, when you've said enough. A little yep. talk bubble? Yeah. Flarb. The Flarb t shirt just Flarb on the front. If it's on your. When you say enough, Nerdist 2011. <laughs> wow. Guys, now listen, I want in on this. I, you know, listen, it's listen, always he made up. The I word made flarb. the idea up of making it into a, a t shirt. Excuse me, guys. You made up t shirts. Excuse me. Guys. I made up the Flarb t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, can I just say one thing? Yes. Flarb. See, now we're done with it. All right. Well, sorry, man, if we're keeping you awake. Glasses off. Glasses off. Just little slits for eyes right now. I just could not be more tired. I'm just so exhausted. Attack of the show is is a good job for Matthew, but it is sapping every bit of energy he has. No, it is that. a it is a full time job. I, yeah, I literally have a graphic session happening right now until midnight or something you like that. You want to go over there? No. Okay. You got an update on that ball game? Uh, oh, you got to go, Jonathan. Yeah, the Braves okay. are in the eleventh inning. Oh, that means that those other that other team tied it up. Cardinals. No, no, Cardinals no I mean, uh, yeah, Cardinals are yeah, yeah, they're still Astros. half game. What about half the game uh, White Shoes? Uh, Red Sox still ahead by one run, rain delay. And hey, what about uh, the Devil Rays lost, right? Devil Rays. Uh, by the way, I they're not called the Devil Rays anymore. I should tell you. you. Know, my favorite the, uh, part is all the uh, past sports stats you guys are doing when someone eventually listens to this. What I like is you shutting up. <laughs> Flarp. Well, he's got you there. Flarp. Flarp. On hey, guys, Flarp. Oh, Flarp. Yeah. I'm back. Jamie, I wasn't really looking forward to having you on the podcast, but this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> Wait, that was a double-handed compliment, uh, <laughs> right? I was really looking forward to you, and this I wasn't. Was I wasn't. Fun. I wasn't looking forward to it. Oh, you weren't. I was just trying to pull a fun. mean, mean joke well, to you. you. Did it? And it hurt? I misunderstood it. Yes, and I took it as a compliment. Jonah's yeah. not used to I'm someone biting smart. back. Not. He's not used to someone biting Person back. Person is here docile. Some, yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is good. This is a good dynamic for you guys. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Um, well, we're we're at our hour, Jimmy Pardo. <laughs> That's Does, only been an hour? Yeah. 68 minutes. How long? 68, 14, 15, 16, I thought, I thought we were here about 90 minutes. I'm 18. not kidding. No. Was it really? I, I mean that complimentary. I mean, it, oh. it flew by, but I, I know, thought it was, it was a lot longer than this. No, no, no. What no, does that 68 say? Minutes. That's not a good no, thing. No, that's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Felt like longer. Yeah, that's yeah. never a good that's, thing. But I mean that, that complimentary. That's a weird thing. We enjoyed yeah. our time. This feels like it sucked more of my life. Here's, I mean that as a compliment. You know, we're we make, we're gonna, if we keep on talking about this, it will be 95 minutes. There was so much yeah. enjoyment that it felt like 90 minutes. Until well, you have now. a family to get to. Matt's got to get to a graphic session. You've got to get to your to your meltdown show. Yep. Um, I weirdly don't have anywhere to be tonight. Oh. Come by the show. I don't know what to do with myself. Ooh. Come by the show. I might come by the show. Get me a sandwich. Go to Meltdown. Okay, I'm going to get you a sandwich. You have to promise not to eat it on Highland Boulevard. You remember what happened to young Jimmy Pardo? <laughs> young Jimmy Pardo. They didn't survive. Thank you for having me. Jimmy, it was great to have you here. Enjoy your brood, everyone. And hey, Flarb. If you got 20 bucks, buy the podcast. I said Flarb! <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by GoToMyPC. Stay connected with GoToMyPC, the missing link that turns your iPad into your computer. Download the free app and visit GoToMyPC.com for your free 30-day trial. Make sure to enter the promo code NERDIST. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro... Cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. 
Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.